0: Welcome to Getting Granular, the podcast where digital marketing experts from the agency Granular talk about the latest trends, tried and true best practices, and share their unfiltered thoughts about the industry. Whether you're here to learn how to grow your business, improve your digital skills, or just want to hear some Midwest PPC experts rant about digital media, you've come to the right place.
1: Welcome to the Getting Granular podcast. My name is Matt Frieder. I am your host today. I am the marketing operations manager here at Granular, and we're going to be continuing on with our interviews of people on the Granular team. Today we have Mackenzie Krantz, and she has been at Granular for how long? Uh,
0: almost two years now.
1: Almost two years. So you've been with Granular for most of the life of Granular, um, which is pretty cool. So. We got we got somebody that's that's been here for a while, um, so why don't you kind of introduce yourself before we jump into some questions?
0: All right, um, my name is Mackenzie. I'm currently twenty seven years old. Um, I've been in Milwaukee, um, for the past five ish years, and I've uh, been doing PPC that entire time. Uh, when I'm not working, I like to travel. Uh, I have a little dog named Lucy that I spend a lot of time with and just at home with my friends and family. So,
1: The first question we always like to start with is how did you get into PPC, um, you know, into managing paid media? There's still not really a lot of programs in school that teach you this. It's still relatively new. Um, what is your story? What does that look like?
0: Um. So I start or I started in PPC because that's actually uh how I started after work. I got an internship after school, um, and it started as just SEM. So PPC and SEO. And from there, I just really realized I liked the PPC SEO or the marketing side a little bit better. Um, SEO takes just more time to. that reward and I'm kind of impatient so I liked the PPC part where I could see the um, results right away. The only weird thing is though that I had done PPC in um, college. I took an internet marketing course and I was a really good student so um, I was doing really well in this course until we got to this project and it's like a Google AdWords project and I ended up with a group that just did terribly our teacher literally wrote on our paper there is no excuse for such poor work like I had it quoted out for my friends for years I was like I hate this teacher I'm so bad at PPC and then I ended up going into it and actually getting good at it and understanding all the things I did wrong so
1: yeah failing first can give you that motivation like okay I'm gonna go figure this out now what, so you actually did have a program or, or at least one class where you're like looking into this. Where did you go to school?
0: Uh, I went to school at UW Whitewater. Um, so, in their marketing course, they have um, an internet marketing emphasis. And they, so, they had one internet marketing course that I took. Um, and they did mention PPC and SEO and uh, email marketing, all of those things. But the big project was a Google AdWords project. So, that was kind of what stuck from that class.
1: So you've been doing this for about four or five years. What makes you want to keep going in, in the PPC world?
0: Uh, it's just always changing. Um, that, So it kind of makes it exciting. You can do something different every day. You get to read about what other people did and what worked and didn't work. And you get to kind of decide if that would work for your clients. Um, and because we work at an agency and there's so many different clients, you get to kind of take in all the things and really sit through and think, if this would work for them. And it's like a little puzzle. So.
1: Yeah. that the kind of challenge of it's always changing is definitely, definitely fun. Um, one thing we always like to look at is the past. What did PPC look like when you started, you know, what did that landscape look like? Um, what tools were available? Um, and, and, you know, how has it changed in, you know, over the past four or five years in your career?
0: Um so the biggest change that I've noticed is just the prevalence of more competitors and more avenues to advertise in. Um so when I started you really focused on Google search and display and YouTube was kind of like a shiny new thing and Facebook was a shiny new thing and um over the past few years more and more people are getting into search and display so it's getting more and more competitive. And really moving into those other spaces that now are still getting more and more competitive as well. But that's the biggest thing. Just more and more people are able to do this now. And so it gets more and more competitive.
1: When you look at the future of PPC, you know, you, you kind of touched on at the time, or it still kind of is, Facebook is this new shiny new toy where you can advertise LinkedIn, YouTube, all these other social channels. What do you see the the future of PPC? Of paid media looking like you know five ten years down the road
0: uh it depends on how privacy policy goes if we don't get a lot of privacy policy i see it being really personal really specific um and even just more integrated into daily life um they talk about smart devices so you might get a milk ad on your fridge um just crazy things like that i can see it going that way if there's more privacy laws then I see it going the actual opposite way of you just get a lot um, more general broad brand awareness type ads.
1: People are, are often kind of squeamish when it comes to PPC and paid media because, you know, they, they they think, oh, they have too much information on me. Google knows everything about me. I looked at one pair of shoes and now that's all I see on these display ads and in my email um, you know, how, how do you kind of reconcile that and, you know, what's your approach when 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 you know Google has all this information?
0: Uh, so my approach is to kind of balance it out between uh, the remarketing side of it where you get the, I showed you, I'm going to show you the exact pair of shoes you looked at um, and some more brand awareness um, type of things. Uh, I think it's useful to do the remarketing uh, in general if I see... If I am if I look at a book, I probably want to buy that book at some point. So it makes sense that they follow me around with the ad. Um, but it definitely needs to be more staged. Um, there's people who c- or you can set up lists so that you show ads more often within the first few days. And then you kind of taper off, which is usually helpful and kind of cuts down on that creepiness factor because you're not following people around forever. And then you can also just mix it in with some brand awareness. You don't always have to show people the exact same pair of shoes they were looking at. You can show a video ad instead that's just about um I mean Nike does a great job of just great video ads of just athletics and doing something like that where people aren't as creeped out of, oh yeah, they're following me around, but like oh yeah, that brand that I know and like
1: mixing up the media, as you kind of said is 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 it's it's perfect um, you know, okay, I'm looking at shoes. I see the ad again, and then I get another brand ad. And I think that kind of, well, you're right. Kind of cut down on, okay, these people are following me around, but I am still getting a lot of value out of this. Um, you know, it's not, while it is kind of creepy, it's not, it's not not helpful. You know, that's kind of how it goes. That's, that's definitely a good point there. Granular Definitely prides itself on, you know, not only our PPC paid media expertise, but analytics and reporting. That's something that's really big here. Um, you know, we, we really push that. What is your kind of approach to analytics, reporting, um, you know, kind of determining KPIs? You know, how, how do you like to set all that up?
0: I really like to look at the landing page first on the website um, and just look at how users are going to interact with this page. Uh, Are they going to play the video? Are they going to click on this? Are they trying to schedule an appointment, reach somebody? And so you kind of balance what the user's going to do and what the business wants them to do. You hope that the business built the website to kind of funnel them towards what the business wants to do. Um, And I try to go on the edge of track, more things than less things. Uh, Having somebody fill out a form is always great, but Knowing that we're bringing people to the landing page to at least watch the video, maybe they don't always fill out a form. At least we know we're driving relevant traffic. So I do like to track as many things as possible. When reporting to the client, I do try to keep their main goal in mind. Uh, so I I make sure that that's what I'm presenting first. And if I'm just and then if, if we have a client that has a longer sales process or. Um, maybe the website's just not built friendly. So they're not getting a lot of that goal. So I do like to still track the other things and be like, we do have engaged users. We just need to keep moving them down the funnel, which usually involves more remarketing or trying to engage with them at different points.
1: I like your point about starting with the the content or where where the user is going to land. You know, if you can really understand that, then you can really guide a PPC, uh, strategy around that, um, You know, what, what's your approach when you see, okay, they don't have a landing page or things aren't set up, you know, what's your approach to kind of, um, working with a client on that?
0: You just have to be upfront and honest sometimes. And it always sucks to tell a client, look, I don't like this landing page. Um, especially since you don't know how much time and effort they put into it, but it always come, it's always good to just look at a landing page and say, here's what I see, um, and let them know that there are changes you could make. Uh, we also use other services that help us build landing pages, which is really helpful. Um, so we can always work with them if they're willing to let us build a landing page and at least test the difference between it.
1: Right, right. That's one of the things that I, I, I don't. I've I've written about in blogs is really looking at what what happens after the click. Like you know, we we can we can get your. Your message in front of the right audience. We can get some of your content in there, but what happens after that click? And um, you know, that's something at at Granular we we definitely try to push as well. The Granular team uh, is pretty diverse in terms of our skill sets and our specializations. Everybody has some different experience, and they bring some special s- skill sets to the table. Um, what are some of your specializations?
0: Uh, one thing I'm pretty good at is. Uh setting up conversion tracking, goal tracking analytics, Google Tag Manager. Um, Not one of my favorite things to do because if anybody's ever used it, you know how finicky things can be, especially when they're not working exactly how you want them to. Um, But I am really good at that and thinking through the strategy part of, even on a brand awareness campaign where your goal is just to get as many people to see the ad, you want the right people to see the ad. So trying to push clients even at that point to kind of a KPI of, Instead of impressions, let's say landing page video views because that's a more engaged, better user that you're actually showing impressions to versus just somebody who doesn't care but saw an impression. Um, and I think one of the things I'm best at is thinking of the overall strategy and how things work together.
1: Yeah, it's one of those like PPC nerd things of like setting up all the different like tracking and triggers and and all that kind of stuff like <laughs> It's like nobody wants to. Go, nobody really wants to go in there and set all of it up because it requires so much time and testing and verifying. But you know that's something that the people and in, in over on the granular team like to do. It's you know I was called PPC nerd stuff, but it's 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 always kind of interesting. You mentioned uh, before in the past that you've worked a lot in the healthcare space. What what have you learned um, from working in that particular vertical?
0: Uh, working in that vertical actually kind of shows you how to not rely on remarketing and not rely on the very targeted kind of aspects that we get used to targeting when we do other types of paid media. A lot of times we try to be as specific as possible, but with healthcare marketing, um, a lot of the, there's a lot of legal reasons around it. And also you just don't want to be that creepy person that's like, I know that you you are in the market for a knee surgery. Um, you don't want to it's just it's weird. So being more broad and trying to think a little more outside the box in those ways of okay, maybe we can target based on this or this, and really seeing that you can still get results being broad as long as you have really good creative
1: healthcare marketing has always been one of those things that is is very unique and tough all the way from a traditional sense and then you know you kind of touched on it and it's it's weird to be marketing to somebody who's looking for a knee replacement <laughs> like you know it's not going back to the shoe example it's not just a pair of shoes that you, that you just buy it's like a whole decision and you're working with doctors um you know what are what, what are some of the, the the strategies that you've seen be really successful so you said um having really strong creative and and kind of taking a, a, a broader approach, you know what 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 else kind of makes uh, digital marketing for healthcare different?
0: Also, it's a lot of location based. Um so we do see a lot of search queries um, with near me in the city um, in the zip code. Um, and one of the always interesting things is how people refer to their own cities. You get to learn a lot of different abbreviations for a different city or different neighborhoods in different cities. Um, and another thing that people really look for is insurance. Um, that's a big part of your health decision, if you, this is going to be covered by your insurance or not. So being able to qualify people with those types of queries when you're doing the search marketing aspect of it is also really interesting.
1: That's a that's a really good point about the localization of it. I mean, I'm I'm just was thinking about when I when I moved to Milwaukee, and you know, I was like, okay, I got to find a new doctor, and you know, you have to find all all the things that you need to live. And I remember searching. And I was like, doctors Milwaukee, or like, and I definitely spelled Milwaukee wrong because I'm typing too fast. But like, you gotta you gotta put that in there because people are searching that way.
0: Right, and they're also searching doctors M K E, doctors Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Doctors East Side, Milwaukee, Doctors Third Ward. So there's all these different variations that you kind of learn.
1: I have here in the notes that you really like working with Facebook. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Sure. Um, the really fun part of working with Facebook is that you can do so many different types of strategies and start in so many different areas. Um, so you can do the remarketing and be very specific and very goal oriented. You can show videos, images, um, or you can even just be very broad and do content posts. Um, One of my most successful clients on Facebook right now is a travel agency. Um, They have great blog posts about the different locations that they recommend traveling to and some of the itineraries they have and things to do in those areas. And we just target people in their market with interests that are similar to these areas. And we actually get a lot of very cheap traffic on it, and it makes a great display remarketing list. We know these people are interested in that content, and they've read the content. They know the brand now. Um, so when they see a display remarketing ad, it's not as weird.
1: You've been working in the paid media space. Um, you know, we're, we're we're working in agencies prior to um, at at Granular. Um, you know, what, what kind of brought you to Granular? How, how did you find out about Granular?
0: So when I came to Granular, I was I was looking for a place, um, but I was being very picky. Um, I actually was considering moving out of state, going to some bigger, well-known agencies, but I was just doing my research. I wanted to go to a place with people who were really good at what they did. I wanted to be challenged and to learn and to grow. Um, So when I learned about Granular, I was interested, but hesitant because mar- agencies can be really good at marketing themselves uh, when you market you're good at what you do so I was a little hesitant but then um, we live in small walkie so you know somebody who knows somebody um, so after talking to a few people I knew they or somebody did end up knowing about granular and had told me yeah no they actually know what they're doing they're it's not all marketing talk they're actually really good so I was really excited to kind of learn more about them and I met with Jordan and Steve for a coffee and they do a really good job of just introductory interviews where you just kind of figure out if this is the right fit or not so after that I was very excited thought it was a great fit kind of uh, kind of reached out every few months to be like hey so is there anything going on yet
1: no that's 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 a great way to put it really So you can kind of fast forward two years. You're now at Granular. What are some of your favorite aspects of working here?
0: I really like the freedom Granular gives me. Um, I'm kind of free to make decisions on my own clients. I get to talk directly to the client, figure out what they need, and I can recommend whatever strategies I see are best. I can still get input when I want it, um, but as long as I'm doing well and Really, I'm kind of free to make the decisions and work on my clients, but I just really like the freedom, being able to work from home when I need to, or take a vacation day here or there. I'm also not going to lie. I'm really looking forward to my one month sabbatical next year. It's a whole year away, but I've already started the ba- the starting of planning. So,
1: Thanks for listening to the Getting Granular podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the PBC tips, tricks, or news from the digital marketing world. This is your host, Matt Frieder, and thanks for getting granular with us today.